morning. So thank you everyone for joining today. We're going to be discussing 2021 commercial real estate trends and what it means for you. And it's presented by Holden Legal Group. So Matt, I'll let you take it from here for a second. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for spending the time. We're going to take a brief look back at 2020, just to give you sort of an overview of how things are going to uh, look throughout the presentation. We'll look at uh, 2020 sort of as a look back so that we can look forward. And we'll talk about how the pandemic has sort of laid out the trends for 2021. Yep. Um, but I'll let Katie speak Great. a little bit more before we go. Uh, I will start presenting. So just to give a little bit of background about Matt, I'm sure a lot of you know already. So he is the partner at Holden Legal Group since 2009. He is an Emory University and University of Miami law alumnus. He's husband to Brianna, father to Barry and Izzy. He's also a Skadden alum. And he resides in Tenafly, New Jersey, and his practice focuses on real estate law, business law, trust and estates law, and matrimonial law. So Matt, if you want to kick it off with this, a look back to help look forward. Thank you, Katie. I really appreciate it. So as, as I mentioned, um, we're going to really take a look at 2020 as a primer for 2021. And what, we, what we're looking at is that COVID-19 had a real impact, as everybody knows, on the global economy and on the commercial real estate industry. And May 2020, one of the most memorable years in recent history because commercial real estate and commercial real estate companies needed to digitize operations, close physical facilities due to extensive lockdowns, and they needed to ensure for the health and safety of their employees and the occupiers of their buildings. Um, and as we all know, the economic recovery is heavily dependent on the vaccine. So clearly we don't know when we're gonna come out of this. And even when we come out of this, there are gonna be long-term lasting effects. Economic activity was contracting in December due to a fresh resurgence of the virus in Europe. Um, Japan and Australia economies are, uh, were, were still not growing and India was facing a severe downturn. There continues to be a somewhat fractured relationship between the US and China, which has created severe geopolitical tensions. And Deloitte forecasts in the U.S. that based on the vaccine, normal economic activity will begin to resume sometime in mid-2021. So again, taking a look back, commercial real estate, the macro environment is being impacted by a dichotomy in the operating fundamentals among property types exists. So on the one hand, you have industrial healthcare data centers and cell towers that are doing really, really well and that have been positively impacted during the pandemic, okay? Clearly this is due to remote working and a remote work environment. But on the other hand, offices, hotels, retail have been negatively impacted. Those are the property types that will continue to have a negative uh, rebound going forward. Global commercial real estate deal volume declined 36% year over year uh, to 306, uh, 306 billion in the second quarter of 2020 due to economic stagnation and uncertain pricing environment. 
U.S. retail and office price indices declined 4.1% and 0.5% year over year in August. Industrial property index rose 7.4% year over year. So again, we can see the difference between the two different types of property classes. So now talking about the trends for 2021 based on what we saw in 2020, the main impact of COVID-19 on four key functions of commercial real estate and the industry itself and the focus for resilience over the industry, we're, we're looking at technology, operations, finance, and talent within the industry and how this is going to play out. So commercial real estate companies need to digitize. Okay, This is what we've heard from clients, from partners. Virtualization is key, whether this means working remotely or offering tenants the ability to visit a space virtually. Does the company utilize technology effectively to manage operations? What is the digital technology roadmap for each company? And then, of course, there are issues that abound regarding cybersecurity and data privacy concerns. And this leads to major legal issues and implications. And these have become major discussion points. So operations. Um, with vacancy rates expected to increase over the next 12 months, effective cost management is critical. Again, we hear this from partners. Deloitte anticipates an increase of $19.40 per square foot due to additional health and safety measures in offices. A lot of us have seen this in our own office environments. Obviously, we're masking up. We're using all of our sprays and all of our different sanitary measures. Um, reassessment of value proposition of properties. Deloitte stated that one third of their banking, insurance, and investment management clients plan to rationalize their commercial real estate footprint over the next six to 12 months. What does that mean? I'm just going to back up for a second. That actually means that their clients are going to think about what to do with their current commercial real estate and probably scale it down. More companies are thinking of how and when they will use office space. It will be reserved for face-to-face -face meetings and team-based interactions. Remote work and video conferencing will remain for more individualized tasks, even after the pandemic fades. Demand for hotel, retail, and office space could see a double-digit decline in leasing activity over the next 18 months. So now we're talking about operations. Reduction in discretionary spending and compensation. So here we have partners of ours and clients of ours who have talked about how they're cutting back on their costs. The promotions have been frozen. Um, they're offering more flexible hours to their, to their staff, furloughs, layoffs. They're lowering their, their workforce expenses. They're trying to figure out how to automate their businesses, they're outsourcing, they're reducing their costs, they're looking into cloud-based and artificial intelligence um, and introducing that into their businesses. Commercial real estate owners have to start using sensing tools and alternative data sets and analytics to evaluate and predict the impact of changing investor and tenant end user uh, preferences on, on some landlords converting empty retail into mixed-use developments and apartments. Many companies are using smart building design and maintenance capabilities and offering more relevant services to tenants and end users. So now talking about finance, again, one of the, the components 
um, and the trends for 2021. Industrial office and apartment healthcare REITs, average rent collections were above 90% above 90% during April through July 2020. But again, talking about that dichotomy, US shopping center REITs, their rent collections dropped 50% in April, but recovered to 80% in August. In the second quarter of 2020, office owners offered a rent free period, as well as a tenant improvement budget and leasing commission, resulting in a decline in net effective office rents of 6.6% year over year in the top US markets like New York, San Francisco, Miami. Industrial spaces and data centers experienced funds from operations growth of 11.2% increase year over year and 18.1% year over year respectively in the second quarter of 2020. But right now, unlike the great financial crisis, the commercial real estate debt markets have remained liquid since the beginning of the pandemic. Capital is still at low rates. So these companies can still borrow. In the second quarter of 2020, distressed asset sales were only 1.4% of deal volume, a level comparable to the past two years. However, Banks are worried about lending because delinquencies are on the rise. Commercial mortgage-backed securities, the CMBS market, and the delinquency rate remained above 9% in August of 2020, after reaching an all-time high of 10.3% in June, largely driven by hotels at 23% and retail at 15%, again, because of the pandemic. In July, 78% of U.S. Domestic, domestic banks tightened lending standards for commercial real estate loans. 2021, based on all of this historical data, could see increased delinquencies and an increase in distressed sales of commercial real estate portfolios. I'm going to pause there for a second. So just a question for you, Matt. What is the long-term effect of these or even the short-term effect of banks being worried about this lending because of the delinquencies on the rise? Will that affect rates? How will that, how will that impact this process? First of all, rates could certainly increase. That's number one. Number two, you'll see a decrease in the number of commercial um, mortgage-backed securities loans or commercial real estate loans in general. Um, and only the highest credits could potentially get these types of loans depending on what their rent collections are like. So you're gonna to start to see a, a retranching of lending. In other words, your A credits get loans, your B credits get, get some loans, your C, D, and F credits really don't get the loans. Yeah. And the C, D, and F credits are the ones who are in you know, the, um, the retail category, um, and, and the office category that right now are, are really struggling. Yep, definitely. Talent. So commercial real estate owners, again, clients and partners of ours, um, facility managers, valuation appraisers, agents or brokers required employees to show up to work. Um, this was pre-pandemic, but now companies have created infrastructure for remote work. Uh, people are working from home. They're working off-site. They're now trying to figure out how to enable the right culture off-site and from home. How do you do that? 
They're redefining job roles, how it can be done autonomously and remotely. And they're trying to figure out how to strengthen diversity and inclusion while not having people work on site. These are all very hard things to do while people aren't in front of you. Certainly, certainly. So one question is just in regards to uh, remote work and how that affects commercial real estate. So in a post-pandemic world, whenever that is, how will remote work play into this and how will that affect the commercial real estate market? What is your opinion on that? Well, I mean, as, as I've seen with clients at this point and, and from, from what I've spoken to clients about, they're, they're scaling back on their footprint. They are not, for the long term, they are expecting to have their human capital, their employees work remotely. If they need to meet with them, they're going to meet with them, certainly on site somewhere. Yep. Office space will be limited. Yep. Um, it will be for face-to-face meetings and for co- collaborative um, meetings, but they're not going to need as much space. And it's going to be scaled back. It's not going to be you know, the 50,000, 100,000 square foot footprints that we're used to seeing. Um, and co-working space will probably become something um, more reasonable and, and um, more normalized. Yeah, um, definitely. And one other thing I wanted you to touch on before we open it up to, to questions is we have a Forbes article coming out soon about kind of using commercial real estate spaces for alternative uses. So for potential COVID sites or for displaying artwork, I just wanted you to kind of explain that to the group a little bit. Sure. So... There, there's a lot of vacant space in, in um, major metropolitan cities. Um, some of the other things that, that have come up recently is that there seems to be a migration from major urban areas. So um, th- there's a flight from New York, from San Francisco, from um, major urban centers. And because of that, retailers specifically um, are, are going dark. Uh, there has been a question about how to fill those vacant spaces, and there has there's been a lot of thought about how to how to fill it. One thought is, well, we're going to need testing sites for COVID. Even once people have been vaccinated, the question is, well, how long do people need to be vaccinated for? Do you get vaccinated once a year, every three months, every two months? Um, and then if you want, if you as a vaccinated individual want to walk into a restaurant for dinner, um, how do you prove that you have actually been vaccinated? Do you have to go somewhere to get a rapid test? Well, if they, if somebody needs to walk around the corner to get a rapid test, maybe you fill one of those empty spaces with a rapid test center. Do these rapid test centers just pop up like ATMs around the corner and people have to just pop in and get tested regularly, and then bring those test results to, you know, local venues, wherever they want to go to show that they, they've actually tested negative. Um, these are these are possibilities and, and things people are thinking about. Yeah, and we actually see this happening already in New York and New Jersey. I'm from Glen Rock, New Jersey. I live in New York City. And so when I'm coming back from the city to see my parents in New Jersey, clearly I want a, a rapid test. And Actually, just last week in Hawthorne, a rapid test center opened, and it's at an old bank uh, that's not currently being used. So that's it. And 
many of the sites that I've been to that friends have been to are of these kind of taking over commercial spaces and it actually works perfectly a drive-through bank that's that's not being used right now that's a perfect space for for something like this so it does give the ability for you know people who are leasing out these properties to to kind of have a different use for it and Matt if you want to just briefly touch on also the art element of it just an interesting tidbit I think to add sure no I appreciate you bringing that up yes um, so they they actually instituted I believe it was out in the township of Southampton if there is a vacant space store owners are required to fill that space with a local um, artist's artwork so that the vacancy does not look empty and it doesn't become an eyesore, so to speak. Not only does the local artist get um, a showplace, but the town continues to look pretty. It, it looks nice all year round um, and people who are walking around the town get to look at something and the artist potentially uh, gains some momentum with their artwork, but it's it, it, it brings something else, another element into the town. So that's an, that's another thought and another yeah. creative avenue uh, which towns are thinking about. Definitely. So, and I think one thing just to kind of summarize a lot of what Matt's saying is that there is a lot of kind of green space in terms of we don't know how company cultures and, and large companies, small companies are going to shift for this new culture that's going to come in this kind of vaccinated era where we're post-COVID, but we don't know what that means. So it will be interesting to see how companies start to come back to the office in what form. Will they? Will this, you know, has work from home improve employee morale? If so, how can we keep that abound while still, you know, having some type of in-person interaction? So it will be interesting to kind of see how things unfold in the coming months and, and over the coming years. The trend here with commercial real estate is that the because there has been this seismic shift, the companies that have digitized and have really taken technology into their fold, those are the companies that are gonna survive. Those are the ones that are going to really be able to move forward and evolve and stick around for the long haul. The ones that haven't and, and aren't gonna be able to adapt just aren't going to be there and it's unfortunate so so one of the questions that we had was around the hotel industry and how it how it stands to reinvent itself and what what are your projections in terms of how it can do that and what that timeline might look like or how the restructuring may look like it's a good question um it's an interesting question so um i i think that the so we've, we've definitely seen a decrease with hotel occupancy. Reinventing itself is going to take a renewed marketing effort on the part of the entire industry. They're going to have to come up with a way to bring people in without fear, number one. Um, and I'm, I'm not quite sure how you do that without stepping up this idea of making it completely sanitary and making people feel like you have an environment that is above and beyond everybody else. If, if that, if you want to, if you want to stay as a model hotel, if 
you aren't going to stay as a model hotel and somehow you change and adapt. And what I mean by that is all of a sudden, now we have to reconfigure or reconstruct our, our model so that we are now a multifamily model, um, which is possibly what they do. And I've, I've seen this and I've talked to um, some of our clients who are in the multifamily business, and they've actually talked about going out and looking at hotels that are right now suffering and purchasing them and reconstructing them in such a way so that they can be multifamily units, apartments. So that's one thought. But I, I think that the hotel operators are probably going to be selling at a loss and the multifamily purchasers are going to be buying at a bargain. So the, the real question is, is the hotel industry reinventing itself or are they just selling out and moving on? Yeah. And I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the answer to that question. Definitely. One question was around the difference between the, you had touched on the great financial crisis. So what is the difference between what was going on in the great financial crisis and what is going on now with commercial real estate debt markets and everything? Sure. Back in uh, 2008, 2009, um, the debt markets, the credit markets completely seized. Our uh, financial system basically delevered and there was nowhere to go. Nobody could finance anything. Um, There was almost a run on all of the banks. Um, If not for the Federal Reserve uh, pumping more liquidity into the system, we would have had another Great Depression. And luckily, basically at the 11th hour, um, the Federal Reserve did that. Ben Bernanke came in with Hank Paulson, and pumped a lot of money into the system and unfroze our credit markets so that money could start being lent out where it needed to go. There were a lot of bad loans that were made, and those loans soured. A lot of homes were foreclosed back in 2008 and 2009. A lot of people lost their homes, and it it was unfortunate, and uh, people are still recovering from that. Now, Fast forward to today. Today, we have a very uneven downturn which has occurred due to the pandemic, where certain sectors of the economy have been hit and other sectors of the economy have benefited due to the pandemic. So when when one person um, has a crisis, somebody else profits from the crisis. That's, that's one way to sort of put it in, in layman's terms. And the unfortunate part is the people who have been disadvantaged by the crisis, the, I'll call it uh, restaurant industry, the retail industry, in the commercial real estate area, the office sector, these areas have all been hit. And Then you look to the other side and you say, well, who has benefited? Well, you have all of the tech businesses like the Zooms and the Amazons and uh, Google and all of these businesses that have basically been getting ramped up for the day when when everybody needs to sit inside 
and order all of their goods and their services and live their lives from a computer screen. And all of their money flows to those businesses. And those other people who used to wait on tables can't wait on tables anymore. So it's a very uneven recovery. Yeah. Back in 2008 and 2009, there was no money to pay anyone. No. That's, that's so, so that's that's the difference here. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yes. Hey, hey Matt, uh, Heshi Feldman here from Hi. Amtrust. How's it going? Um, do, do you see any way that we're not going to have exploding inflation, especially if the $1.9 trillion deal gets passed, you know, obviously through budget reconciliation? I mean, uh, it's happening. And yeah. Yeah. And, and why? And, yeah. and what's your view? And, and why? Why don't people see that? as a very strong danger. I, I, I agree with you. I, I see it happening. It's already happening. Um, I see it. I mean, let, let me, let me put it to you this way on the commercial real estate side, it's almost inevitable. It's, it's, you have to see it because if, if you look at industrial, let's, let's just look at one sector. Okay. You've got right. Right. just, just look at industrial, take a warehouse, where now you can ask almost any rent you want per square foot and you're going to get it because there's such limited supply and there's incredible demand and, and you just can't find a warehouse. I mean, you, you build one, hey, I, I've got 12 different customers lined up for it. So they'll pay any price, all right? So there's inflation right there. You're seeing it on the residential real estate side because there's no supply. It's, it's happening. It is inevitable right now, and it will be inevitable 12 months from now, unless the government steps in. And the only way to control it is if they increase interest rates. Right. So the question is, when's the right time to do that? And there is no right time, especially when you're still talking. I mean, you listen to Powell, um, Chairman Powell of the Federal Reserve, and he'll say, look, we're still in the middle of this thing and, and we're still trying to recover. So when do you start to raise rates? Is it six months from now? Is it 12 months from now? Is it, I don't, I don't know. I wish I had a crystal ball, but certainly not going to be in this fiscal year. I can tell you that much. So. Welcome. Thanks, Hashi, for the question. Well, I want to I want to thank all of you for joining us today. I hope that the information was informative. Hopefully, you gained a few nuggets of information. And if I can be a resource, please reach out at any time. I'm happy to help. Great. Well, thanks so much for everyone for attending, and we will follow up with you in the coming days.